Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. My next door app is full of mountain lion sightings recently, so that's great. Yikes. Why does my cat insist on laying in the middle of my yoga mat? One of life's great mysteries, I guess. Uh, Well, my cat has some sort of litter challenge going on with all the other cats where she wants to have as much litter outside her box as possible. Mine do that, too. I've had my inside pants inside out all day. Shrug emoji. Shrug all day. Have such a good day. happy to have you. <laughs> this is our pod where we try our hardest, our darndest to have such a good day. We certainly do. We were just joking about rolling on the river. If, if you're like, Creedence Clearwater Revival, what the hell does CCR have to do with this podcast? Not very much usually. But and hey. you know, that is a little bit dated for us. I mean, I wouldn't say that we grew up during that era. Uh, in fact, we most certainly did not. But uh <laughs> CCR was one of those, uh, it's kind of like The Doors, uh, oh, Pink yeah. Floyd, Psychedelic. Credence, mm-hmm. um, uh, oh, uh, uh, Steve Miller Band. There oh, were, like, I love the Steve Miller Band. In high school that I were like- I still love the Steve Miller Band. Well before our time, Fleetwood yeah. Mac to some extent. Mm-hmm. But like, were, was like a cool thing in high school when people like discovered marijuana and stuff. Roy Orbison. I used to love Roy or- Orbison. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I really had a Roy Orbison phase, but yes, that 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 checks the box. It coupled with Steve Miller Band because he opened for them once, and I think that was the oh. first concert I ever went to was those two. And oh, no kidding! I remember I got trampled or something. It was it was pretty oh. sketchy. I think I was like fourteen. I was like a tween. <laughs> trampled at a Roy Orbison concert. <laughs> what a memory! But if you guys are joining for the first time, welcome. We yes. try to have lively chats for you. Um, we try to talk about the crazy life roller coaster, um, the ups, the downs, the crazy corkscrews. <laughs> and we try, we try not to scream. We try to laugh and, and you know, try to find the humor <laughs> in all yes, of it. Yes, we do. Do you like my roller coaster analogy? I did. It was great. Um, I liked how it was sort of like a tongue twister and a I know, roller like, coaster all, all in one. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, we uh, we try not to scream, but it happens. It does happen. Sometimes it's more offline. Like life happens. Yeah. Yeah. But right uh, before the show, we're always like, let's get our screams out, and you know, it's, like, it happens. Blood curling scream, Heather. Come on, we're about to record. You know, just get Is it, it out blood of your body. Curling or blood curdling? Blood curdling. Yeah, I think curdling. Actually, now I now I'm not curdling. sure. I think I want to see it's blood curdling. Yeah, because I think it's like the scream is so loud that it's curdling blood like milk. <laughs> it's actually kind of gross. Now that you're it's like, I'm so like, gross. Not really. But a, a lot term of those expressions are super gross. Like, uh, what's that one? Um, what, what was that one? It's like um, head in a war basket. Or wait, <laughs> what is that? One? <laughs> what is? I used to say that all the time. What was it? The uh, head in a war basket. I don't oh know. no, it's um. Uh, gosh, I, I don't know. I have to think about that. But another thing we like to try to do on the show is to think about the silver linings. Because, you know, in darkness, there is light. You have to have a moon when you have a sun. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's yep. you can't have a day without always night. darkest before the dawn. Yeah, <laughs> all all of the oh things. hell in a handbasket. Oh hell, hell in a handbasket. I'm, I'm like a head in a oh, basket. Oh, and the reason why I meant I said war is because apparently that expression. I think I've talked about this on the show like you way have. back when. Yeah, it's been a while. And hell in a handbasket. It's gross because I think it dates back to like this war. And it's like a, like body parts or a head was in a bloody basket or it's like something so grotesque. Anyway. Oh well. Yeah. yeah on that fun note. Yeah. But 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 as <laughs> from Heather credence to blood baskets, it happens it uh, the in the gamut. flash of an eye. Uh, <laughs> as Heather mentioned, we uh, we want you to have such a good day. We know that all days are not equal. Sometimes <laughs> some some days are like super great. Some days are the absolute opposite. But we're the here. Pits. And and real quick, we did take last week off, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but uh, but thanks to everybody who sent us nice messages saying we're we're you know we're cool with that. Um, you know, get get your stuff together. We really appreciate that, and we always want to keep you updated on you know schedule stuff. But we're back. We are Yay. back. Yay! Yeah, it's like uh, sorry. I always um, I always think of that scene in The Shining when he breaks through the. <laughs> the bathroom i've seen says, too many horror movies johnny here we are we're back <laughs> yeah oh very scary movie yeah very yeah so how's your how's your last two weeks been sarah it's been yeah. a, it's been a minute yeah it has so we took last week off so it's been you know a couple weeks since we did our sort of like uh let's all gather around the fire and talk about how our <laughs> the virtual know, fire our, that our, is. <laughs> our last week's been yeah the virtual fire it was um it was somewhat non-eventful. Uh, I mentioned in our last show, January sometimes gives me like the slight blues, and um it's you know nothing bad happened or anything. But I was thinking as as I knew that we were about to record the show, like you know what did stand out to me in the last week? I mean, is there anything that stood out in the last week? Because so mm-hmm. many of these pandemic weeks just they just are a week like any other. You know, I eat, I sleep, I you know. Do, do my work I there's almost nothing to say yeah besides like oh somebody cut me off on the road woo <laughs> you know but um but I was thinking about the last time I got on an airplane because over the last week when I was working on my other show Daily Tech News Show which is a daily show we would well, we did cover CES. For anybody not familiar, it's the Consumer Electronics Show. It's this huge trade show that happens usually in person in Las Vegas every January, but this year is virtual because, of course, pandemic stuff. But over the last, oh, I don't know, 15 years, maybe 20, I've been there almost every January uh, working for various you know companies or, or myself or whatever. And... Uh, we might my, my you know my my team that would have gone and we went last year and the year before and the year before that and and everything we obviously weren't going this year but we covered it from a distance which was actually kind of a relief because you know traveling for work is just not that fun the the date of ces was always so daunting because it's like early january it's cold and dark in vegas and well, i and never liked like, doing it honestly yeah, and, you, and you just get through the holidays so yeah, you kind of just want weird like time. a bit of a respite but you're like here we go yeah. you know and you know, for people who are like but vegas i mean how bad could it be it's like <laughs> eh, when you're at a trade show like you're not like gambling not or like partying no mm-hmm. it's it's not that at all you're kind of just like walking a lot you're slogging and you got backpacks full of gear and you're tired and you want to go Your feet home. hurt <laughs> yeah and anyway you so never I didn't eat go. well never eat well no because it's like it gets to the point where you're like i need to eat literally anything or mm-hmm. i'm gonna become a monster you know and so like <laughs> you end up eating like some like weird energy bar and like a like gross apple or like a pale hamburger like in between <laughs> oh, like God. gross white bread uh yeah all of the things anyway so <laughs> i didn't go and you know it's it's honestly it's it's, it's quite a relief um you know it, not not my favorite trip uh in a in a year but I was like, well, so what, when's the last time I got an airplane? And well, yeah, it was CES last year. Wow. It has been officially over a year since I've wow. been on a plane. And that, I mean, lots of people are like, well, yeah, I mean, sure, airlines are operating. And if you're like crazy rich, you can like get a PJ or something. But 
lots of people haven't flown this year. Mm-hmm. And so I know that it's not super weird to be like, oh, wow, it's been a year since I've been on a plane. But there were just so many years in a row. Not that I like love planes all that much, but I love to travel. Mm-hmm. I like to go somewhere. I like to get out of my element. I I love that. And mm-hmm. I realize, wow, it's just been a really long time since I've had that like fun, excited feeling about, mm-hmm. you know, like we're taking off. And we're going to land. It's going to be totally different. I miss that too. Yeah. It, 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 it's really, you know, I'm not like going to like belabor it too much. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. And we will fly again. And <laughs> I'll take a w- beautiful vacation to parts unknown uh, soon <laughs> enough. Uh, and I, you know, got to be patient like everybody else, you know, get my vaccine. But it's just, it's kind of a weird thing because of all of the... I'm a terrible money manager. I mean, I'm I'm literally penniless and that's my own undoing, but <laughs> but what I've always spent the most money on, really, is travel. Yeah. You know, it's like I think that that's part of being alive. I and agree. And not everybody feels that way and that's cool, but I do. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of weird to be like, what a strange milestone I just had. Yeah. I just I just haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, I know. It's funny. I, I, there was some movie I watched recently. I think it was like Bullet or something um, with Steve McQueen. And, it, you know, there's an airport scene and it was like, whoa, it looks so foreign. Like I just, it, it sort of was, it struck me like I have not been in an airport. Well, you know, I, the last time I was in an airport, I, so I did Miami around this time in, well, I guess that was December or was that early January? So that was over a year. I guess February, I went to San Francisco. I think that's the last time I was on a plane. Mm, I remember because yeah. I met my dad at SFO. Um, and that was around February. Um, but yeah, the, travel thing, the traveling thing is interesting. I mean, I, I had an outing yesterday where we just drove to like an adjacent town and had like a day out where we went shopping and had lunch and kind of had, you know, sangria and it was a weird feeling. It, it kind of was that same feeling you're saying is like you get out and you have an experience and it was just felt weird. I was like, I haven't done this in a long time. Like even like a yeah. quick daytime outing, you know, with people that I love and enjoying ourselves, actually like not worrying about things and like being happy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There, there's a little bit of like, I mean, I do not consider myself agoraphobic at all, but there is a little bit of a, we've been you know, so many people all over the world for the better part of a year now have been trained to be like, don't go anywhere unnecessarily. Don't be around mm-hmm. people unnecessarily. You know, wear a mask, you know, do your do your yeah. part. You know, let's, let's nip this in the bud and then we can all go back to real life. But people mm-hmm. also get trained easily. You know, we as humans are like, you get used to stuff. I know for myself, it's like, I've yeah. gotten used to being like, ooh, do I want to like drive to San Francisco right now? Cause I only live like an hour North of there. Why would I, you know, unless I have like a really good reason, like that's where more people are. I've got a friend in Oakland, yeah. which is, you know, equidistant from, yeah. from, from here to San Francisco, you know, it's an hour, a little bit more. And there's like a bridge, the Richmond bridge that I, I just hate that bridge. I've always hated it. If you're familiar with the Bay area, it's, you know, there's bridges all over the place. It's just, it's an ugly bridge. It just, it does its, Job, I don't like it either. But it's just not a fun bridge to be on. You're not like, ooh. Yeah, it's like Golden Gate Bridge is like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's like Richmond it Bridge is not that bridge. Gets you across the bay. But, uh, but normally I would just be like mildly, like mildly no. inconvenienced. Like, oh, I have to go this way. And, you know, now I'm kind of like, sure. oh, I mean, I'm going to visit my friend in Oakland. I got to go across the Richmond Bridge. And it like is like sprinkling rain. Like I'm not going. Oh hell no! You know, like, it's like like if you sort of like <laughs> you sort of become this delicate snowflake really easily because you're like, oh, I mean, it has to be like a super good reason for me to do this like thing like slightly outside my comfort zone. This is what I'm worried about, and we've kind of talked about this in some sense, but like I think about this a lot. Where you, we as humans are good at right. adapting. That's what we're good at if we're good at anything. So we've adapted to this year being on the ground. Well, most of us, um, and we are, yeah, it's like, I feel the same way. I'm like, God, uh, like I can't even imagine going out at night. It's like so dark here and I, I don't want to, like, I don't even want to go out to dinner. It's like, everything's really far. 
I want to be cozy and sure. warm. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's partially the winter, but I definitely have gotten to be more of a homebody. And even all the time that I'm spending like in my office or like my dad's house or whatever, it's like, I'm like, I kind of miss my house. I want to be in my space because I'm so used mm -hmm. to like being surrounded by my space that when I'm right. gone, I feel like I don't want to leave. It's kind of, it's good and bad. I'm a little concerned because yeah, I want to be able to like go on a good trip, go somewhere exotic, but I'm also just like a little attached to being home in like a weird sort of it's almost like Stockholm syndrome or something. Well, yeah, because it's like we're so used to being like it's for the best, it's for the it's it, you know this is for the greater good, and so you're like, yeah. okay, now everything else feels a little weird. Yeah, but I think that it's it's a what I like about it. It's like a collective feeling. We've all had a similar year, a lot of us, and so we'll look back on this and talk about it and be like, whoa, remember that crazy year? I do have some friends that have been literally jet setting all year, like as if nothing is wrong mm. with the planet. And I I just, I have a hard time relating to that. I feel like so, it's somewhat irresponsible, but it's also like, it's great for, for them, but it, it just feels weird during this time. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, listen, I mean, I, I know that if, you know, if I, my mother lives within a short drive of where I live, and if she lived on the other side of the country and she needed me, it's like, all right, I'm going to mask up and I'm going to take a flight. You know, mm -hmm. I, I would have done that. And I know that there are yeah. plenty of reasons that a lot of people are like, I have to get on a plane right now. Um, but yes, I also, uh, there are a few friends yeah. of mine that are in that boat, the same boat as, as what you're describing, Heather, where I'm just like, y'all, you think this is just like a party? <laughs> like this year is not a party. Yeah, you, you might just want to rein it in a little. Yeah, and then just like the sort of like, you know, the posting on Instagram just feels so strange. It's like, I don't even really feel, I don't know, posting on social media is tough now because I don't want to be, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to brag or be too showy now. Right. Yeah. Everything feels like an unnecessary flex. Like people are like yeah. out of work and yeah, you know, <laughs> like it's like nobody wants to see your Tulum pictures. Okay. no, no. <laughs> You know, like great for you, but like just, yeah, you know, exactly. rein it in a little bit. So listen, Heather, I, I've kind of, I've been around the bush because I'm dreading this a tiny bit, but, um, but as I mentioned at the, at the beginning of the show, we were, we were off last week and we were off for a really specific reason. So let everybody know how the last couple of weeks were for you. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. It's okay. You don't have to dread it. I mean, I think, um, no, I'll just I've, sad, but. Yeah. yeah, no, me too. And I know you can relate to this. It's very personal. And I'm, I feel like closer to you now, like now that I know what, what it's like to go through this. And I did, um, about a week ago, I lost, um, my father, um, who was a great friend and my touchstone and the planet is not ever going to be the same. Um, I, I feel like I literally walked out of one door of one reality and into another, um, and it's, I'm never going to be able to walk back through that door. Like it's just a totally different world now. And I'm, you know, it's, it's an emotional roller coaster. Like I'll have, you know, a lot of days where I'm fine and I'm focused and I'm like trying to keep busy, but then I, you know, something will pop up and I'll, you know, of course a lot of tears and, um, I won't get into any of the details about what happened to him, but it was a, a pretty wild last month. Um, and it felt like a very strange movie. Uh, I mean, I keep thinking of the Twilight Zone. You know, I always think of that one episode where it's like Jennifer Jason Lee's dad, who he goes into a bar and he gets in like a fight and he's kind of like a, he's a bad guy. Like he's, he's kind of racist and, and like he <laughs> ends up in like Nazi Germany. Like, like he walks out the front door and he's like in a totally different reality. And it obviously it has nothing to do with, you know, uh, Nazi Germany or Europe or anything, but it just this totally different reality that you just wake up in. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a, a hole in my heart. Um, I do it's big and I know that I'll be able to fill it over time and it won't all the way fill up because there'll never be another dado, which is what I called my dad. And the origin of that is when I was a kid, I couldn't pronounce my name, Heather. I couldn't pronounce TH or K. And so I called myself Hedo or Hedu and instead of Heather. And then my aunt 
her name is Aunt Kitty, her Catherine, which is my middle name, but we call her Aunt Kitty, and I used to call her Aunt Titty, um, which is a kind of a funny family joke. But my dad, uh, he's always called me Hedo because of that, and I've always called him Dado, and he will, uh, there will never be another Dado. So life is sure a mystery, Sarah, but death is a bigger one, and I, I will say that just like a little bit of a let's uh, let's talk about him for a minute because um, I I would like to say that he was a patron and for for, for since day one yeah. he's always been so supportive of my work he he used to make popcorn and uh, sit down in the evening and watch Pop Siren which was Sarah and I's show on Revision Three way back when he was our biggest fan he loved us on camera together he loved us doing stuff. He wanted to support me. He was always so supportive. You know, he was a great cook. I'm never going to get his food again, which I still can't wrap my head around. He made frittatas and pancakes, and he is a green thumb. He has taught me everything I know in the garden. He's a real intellectual and a voracious reader, um, a very altru altruistic man, um, always wanted to make other people's lives better. Um, all of his crew, people around town that he's worked with, they all cried and said that he was a friend, um, that they supported him and him or her and their family. And he did. He was very generous. He always had really interesting books stacked everywhere he, you know, sat. Um, in fact, one I found the other day that he was currently reading, I mean, this last month was Opening Chess Moves. And that's okay. so my dad. And that's like, reminds me of that, um, Queen's Gambit show, but he was a real intellectual, real smarty pants. And he loved cookies. He loved bread and cheese and wine. And he loved foot rubs in the garden. He was a bon vivant. He was a real bon vivant like me. I, I feel like I got that from him. And I feel like even in my 40s, he used to, he loved to father. And he used to tell me even in my 40s now, he'd say if I was going on a trip or something, he'd say, okay, honey, just be careful when you cross the street. And I'd be like, dad, <laughs> like somewhat irked. Like I'm, I'm like an adult now. You don't have to tell me that. But like deep down, I always loved it because I knew he was always watching over me. Mm. And, you know, that that's really a tough thing to wrap my head around. But I did spend the year with him. I'm so grateful. Um, we planted lots of things. We are going to continue to keep the garden going for him because it was his baby. And every time I see a bird or a flower, he's there he's he's the bird he's the flower um and you know i'm now busy being a proprietress it's like my new favorite word it's i never really knew that was a word but i'm it's the first time i've heard it but business. it makes sense yeah yeah it's a cool word and he told me that uh about a month and a half ago he said you're now the proprietress you're in the driver's seat because i know that he knew that his time was limited and he also knew that you could handle it he did and that's, you know, that's because of him. So, you know, that's something to take with you. Exactly. His wife told me that, like, he was saying the last few months, he was like, I am so, like, Heather's so competent and, you know, I feel very comfortable. And I think that he needed to know that to let go, to know that, like, things mm -hmm. would be taken care of. And because he always did that. He took care of everybody. So I'm keeping a lot of emotions at bay because I have a big business to run now. Um, and it's uh, very daunting. I'm still learning and I think after this year I will know a lot and I'll have like a free MBA basically. Yeah, um, no but kidding. it was so sweet. His cat Marley, um, he's a big black and white fatty like uh, tuxedo kitty, kind of cross-eyed, so cute. He loved my dad. He was always laying in his lap. He was always on his chest when he was reading. I mean, he didn't leave his side one i mean he didn't even go down to eat toward the end but he didn't even leave his bedside like that last month it was and you could tell he was heartbroken you could tell even now you he seems depressed it's like his his master is gone mm -hmm. so there's i mean there's a million anecdotes i could tell you that are like touching and heartbreaking and i'm just going through it i'm trying to i'm trying to keep my head above water and oh, and Sarah, well, you've yeah. been very helpful. We've been chatting a lot. It's not like Sarah and I haven't talked for like the last two weeks. I mean, no, we 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 like unpack stuff every day, and I'm so grateful for that because I know that you went through this when your dad was younger, and you can relate. Yeah, and um, yes, it's true. It's um, 
you know, these sorts of things are just, I don't even want to say like, oh, it's like the hardest thing you'll ever deal with. It's like something beyond hard. Oh, beyond. You know, there's, it's, it's like, the, it's, you kind of are like, oh, my entire life is different from this moment forward yeah. forever. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, you know, whether they, you know, kind of like lean into their grief or they le- lean into, you know, the sort of like aftermath, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of what you're saying is like, there's a lot of business stuff to take care of, you mm-hmm. know, and you can kind of keep busy doing that. And yeah. that's actually probably a good thing, yeah. you know, to, to some extent, but you mentioned the kind of the hole that will never be filled. And I think that that's a good way to put it. Um, and I don't, you know, I mean, my dad died in 2004. It was quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, uh, it feels, it feels like a really long time ago, but mm-hmm. that hole will never fill. No, it'll never fill. It becomes easier and it becomes more normal mm-hmm. that there's a hole there. Yeah. And you can plant things around the hole. Sure. And watch them flourish. And yep. you realize like, oh, okay, that hole, like isn't the end of everything mm-hmm. but it doesn't i mean you can't make it go away no you just you can't you just can't and it um it is a uh it's a really tough thing and i know this is very very fresh for you and i you know i really applaud you for being able to talk about it so kind of you know with your head on straight um because i don't think i would have been able to at the same time you know week into it but um like i even want to cry right now just talking just because i know it's just like oh, there's so much but um but yeah i'm i'm you know i know i speak for all of us when i say how sorry i am and how much you 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 and your dad were very close you, you were know, i was a daddy's very girl. much yeah yes. it really was yeah and you know and what's weird too yeah mm-hmm you know, I was thinking, I was like, uh, you know, I've been really tight with my sister. She's been up here. Um, shout out to Vanessa Frank and my stepmom, Nina. And what's weird is that I just had this weird thought the other day. Like I, I've always been a lot like my dad and I feel like I'm the closest person now to everybody who knew my dad. That's I, like I'm the most like my dad out of anybody mm-hmm. in the world now. And I right. think my sister and Nina are kind of, you know, it's like, that's kind of comforting in a way. You have somebody who's like part of the genetic pool and yeah, it's yeah. just strange. And I know Reminds I have a lot of him in me. Person. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No. And trust me, I mean, I've, I've had, you know, I think I, the month while he was ailing, was a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, I, I must have cried all the tears out of my brain. Um, and so I think I've, I've had a, a few days of just kind of like, I'm dried up, like it's weird. And then, it, and then it'll come out of nowhere where I'll mm-hmm. think of him. And I know that I haven't fully wrapped my head around this. Like I keep thinking he's gonna walk down the stairs, you know, cause I'm working in his office at his house. And I keep thinking, oh no, he's just, he's gonna be home soon. I'm gonna hear the garage door. like. I still, I don't know if I've totally like wrapped my head around it. And I don't know if it took you a while to really understand what happened, like the impact of it, that I'm never going to see him again. You know, it's, you know, I, yeah, trust me, it took me a while. Um, and some, and some somewhat, um, I don't know if I call them bizarre, but impulsive life choices. Yeah. You know, that I now realize, oh, yeah, it's because I wasn't totally in my, yeah. you know, my, you know, I was headstrong mm-hmm. in kind of a weird way that I didn't realize until later. But, um, but yeah, I, I actually, it's really weird. I, I am, um, I think I've even maybe mentioned this on the show before, but when my dad died again, you know, long time ago, 16 years ago now, gosh, almost 17, um, you know, I was not a child, Mm-hmm. But I was in my mid twenties, mm-hmm. and besides, like a freak accident here and there, nobody's parents had died. Yeah, you know, it's like everyone's parents were alive, whether they were together or not, or you know, the situation mm-hmm. was that was all very, you know, it just depended on the person. But I, I remember just kind of being like, "Wow, I have to kind of deal with this," and no one around me really knows what to do. Yeah, because no one's been through it, mm-hmm. and that was okay. I mean, I never faulted anybody for that, but. I don't think it's really any different at any age, you know. No, at but I time. think you didn't have the support though that you might have needed. 
of like someone I mean, to commiserate with. Well, sure. I mean, I also, I, I feel like people supported me the best they could, but it definitely felt like a, wow, no one teaches you how to go through this Mm-mm. and nobody knows what I'm dealing with. Yeah. And, you know, it was very solitary, but I do think, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, you being, you know, a couple decades older than I was at the time and your dad being older than my dad was like, it doesn't change the yeah. grief process at all because mm-hmm. you're still like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. I just did not, you know, you can't prepare yourself no, for you something can't. like that. No, You know, it, you just have to do it and kind of be like, holy fuck, this is, this is like the, the like the most traumatic thing maybe ever. Ever, ever. And I, I'm... I think that like harder times are coming. I think for me, what is going to be so difficult is when things kind of calm down again and like I'm outside and I'm planting something that he loved and which we did this weekend, we, we got, um, a rhododendron and azalea and like this hybrid, like, um, Japanese, uh, hydrangea. It's really cool. And he loves those. Those were his three favorite plants. We planted those this weekend or a few days ago. And like, it really did satisfy me. I was like, we're doing this for him. It like, it, it sort of filled the hole like a tiny bit, you know, like this is for you, dad. And, but then, you know, when I having a glass of wine, it's like, I always, I think of him with everything. And then that, that's the problem. Every second I want to tell him something, share him something with him, show him something you know, like mm-hmm. texting him, like, and I couldn't even go yeah. on words with friends because I had games with him and I had to let them expire because I was so freaked out that I can't play words with friends with them anymore. Right. We played daily. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's complete broken heart here. And I know I sound kind of sober right now, but I think, you know, again, like it goes in these weird waves. Um, I was talking to one of his good friends yesterday who's, everyone's pretty shocked. And I mean, no one really expected it to happen this fast, but his good friend, really nice guy. I met him years ago and he was, you know, he lost his parents and he said, there's people, there's those people who have parents and those who don't. And like kind of just to distinguish between the two, it's like, you know, you're a human with parents and then you're a human without, and you're just different people because of it. And I thought yeah. that was really um, interesting. And, you know, there's there's never, ever, ever, ever going to be anybody like him, ever. I mean, even if they cloned him, he still wouldn't be, you know? Um, yeah. And that's the, the serious heartbreak is i never going to hear him crack a great joke. He was had the best sense of humor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the ultimate heartbreak. It is. I think, um, you know, before we before we kind of push on here um and this is just i'm i'm talking to just sort of <laughs> the great abyss you know but certainly everybody who's listening to the show um some of you have lost loved ones obviously others uh maybe you're lucky enough to not have gone through this yet but you will i mean that's just the that's just the human life. condition yeah it is it is life um and i don't want to make light of it but i do think that Um, And this is something that I've experienced and I've also, you know, people who have gone through, you know, tremendous loss Mm -hmm. um, have have echoed my sentiments that at first, you know, everyone, you know, uh, deepest sympathies, condolences, you got flowers, you know, Mm -hmm. someone might make you a casserole or, you know, whatever that kind of, um, you know, air hug version of all of that is. Mm -hmm. And that's always appreciated. But because, again, human condition, it's like. People just have to kind of go back to life. Yeah. And what I've found is, you know, nobody owes me, you know, months and years of like, you know, being like my therapist type of thing. Mm -hmm. But I did find that, you know, after the initial like, oh, this is so awful. I am so sorry. You know, shock and awe. It kind of, you know, people sort of slink back to their lives. And, you know, those of us who are, you know, still reeling, you know, it's easy for for um, somebody to be like, wow, well, that didn't take long, everybody, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like, you, you're like, I'm not okay, but everyone just kind of went back to their lives. But yep. that's what people do. Anyway, um, I think you know, I'm being very long-winded about no, this. No, I like it. <laughs> but yeah, if you, I just think if people, if you think 
if you just kind of keep, um, you know, top of mind that somebody going through something like this is like, they're not going to be better in a week. Mm -hmm. They might not even be better in a year. Yeah. You know, or, 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 you know, who knows, but it's not going to happen real quick. And, you know, like that whole kind of like, Hey, how are you? I'm really sorry. Like, you know, like check in, you know, check in a little bit longer than you think you need to, because it's not, you know, some milestone that, you know, just gets passed and then we're done with it. That's actually a really good point. And you've been checking in and it's been great. And, And honestly, I'd say that's the thing that is keeping me afloat is just all the support I've had. I mean, yeah, the flowers, the food, the, the love and the caring and the, all of it and the messages, the cards. And I, it's, I'm having a good day today, but I, didn't have a good day yesterday. Like it, it just, it goes in these really weird waves and I'm, um, not that I'm not, you know, I don't want to, you know, act like I'm not sad because I'm incredibly sad. I just, I feel like my tears are dried up or something, but you know, he did say one thing about a month ago. He said, he said, you know, um, when I'm gone, you know, you'll, you'll just, you know, you'll, you'll forget about it pretty quickly. You'll just move on. And he always, he said that many times, like when people die, they just, life goes on and it's true, but he's wrong in the sense that my life's forever changed. And, Mm -hmm. um, I want him to know that, um, you know, it's, he will never be forgotten. So. Of course. Yeah. I think, um, I think no matter what what you think about life after death, you know, (laughs) there are many theories. Yeah. uh, And, you know, I don't even really know what my theory is at this point. But um, my my theory basically is that I'd have no theory. But Mm -hmm. but uh, but yeah, that kind of that sort of you are now no longer here. Everything Mm -hmm. is a memory. Mm -hmm. You know, is it is it a joke that you told, you know, uh, that, you know that flower that you planted are there recordings of you somewhere where I can hear your voice again mm-hmm. um you know or or anything in between like all of that stuff still remains but it's all all of a sudden a memory yep rather than a thing that is associated with a living person it's a fucking crazy it's a it's a, it's a crazy thing it's an acid trip experience and you know I saw some video clips of him the other day and it really just made the tears flow again because you see their body language you see their 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 life and you hear their voice and one thing i'm so grateful for is i saved like 50 voicemails from him over the years like i have Mm. stuff way back like i think 2017 um and i'm so grateful and i'm not listening to him now because it'll totally make me cry i have to wait but i'm so grateful i have that um i had my friend jill told me when her dad passed away, she wished she had some recordings of his voice because she used to have these long conversations with him on the phone. And she, that was what she missed more than anything is his voice. And I, I write that day, I, from that day, that was years ago, I started saving voicemails. So thanks Jalita for that advice. Oh, that is really good advice. I, you know, I, gosh, I don't even really know if, no, I definitely had a cell phone when my dad died, but it was so long ago. I, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't have anything like that, but when I was much younger, and in fact, I can I can definitely credit my dad for you know the the job <laughs> or the career that I have now is, you know, he would sit me in front of a tape recorder and like press record and be like, just talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was like a hundred tapes of oh, me. Oh, that's cute. Sometimes just me by myself, or me and my dad, or my mom was around, or like if a friend came over, and you know, over the years it got like a little bit like fancier, like I at some point you know got a stereo with a microphone for my birthday like I was like six you know like this this was he was very into like recorded things that's really cool I didn't know that yeah he was and you know I am to this day and in photography kind of same vein Mm -hmm. just just like just making memories you know you're very much like that yeah yeah totally and I mean, gosh, I have literally one place that I can play a cassette, which is an old Walkman um, today. I really need to get some old cassette deck and and uh, take it a little bit more seriously. But I mean, I have boxes literally every time I move apartments, like half of my boxes are cassette tapes. That's great. And you it's like, keep I, 
uh, well, I will. I mean, I would never throw them out and I haven't listened to them in so long, but so many of them are like, I remember because I not only would record stuff, Mm -hmm. but I'd listen to it over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like record over like a certain part and like try to get like kind of creative. And he would occasionally show up in those tapes, you know, because he kind of wander in and he always liked that I was doing that. That's cute. And you hear his, you know, and he had a really very, very, very deep voice, very radio voice. He should have been an announcer. But (laughs) um, but yeah, like I can. I remember some of those things just right the second as I'm mm-hmm. talking about it because it's like we just it was just such a like very very ingrained yeah. part of you know my life mm-hmm. and it does you know again feel like a memory but it's something that I still have yeah and, oh, that, definitely. and that's important I think so too and and you know it's just their body's gone but I just can't help but think that I mean, I don't know, like the soul, the spirit is somewhere. It's it's in the surrounding, you know, flowers mm-hmm. and birds and trees and the wind. And especially where I live on his property, it's a very special piece of land that he absolutely adored and wanted to die there. And mm-hmm. um, he's everywhere. I mean, everywhere I look, I'm like, oh, I remember when he planted that or, the, you know, that's his favorite uh, berry. Um, and... <sighs> Gosh, there's so much more to say about it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't want to belabor it. But again, thank you all for being so supportive. And you guys are good friends. And I really appreciate it. And I'm glad to be back. It's good for me to focus on something else now and get my mind off of things. So thank you for letting me do that. Well, and, you know, I'll tell you, everybody. I mean, I told Heather, um, obviously, we took last week off. It just, you know, there was no real other way to do it. But, you know, I was sort of like, I mean, you could take a month off sure. if you want to. You know, and Heather was like, no, I, you know, I I really want to do the show. It's mm-hmm. it's fun for me. It's therapeutic. It'll, it'll you know, kind of bring me back to reality a little bit. Yep. So, um, and I, I totally get that. And I think that... Um, you know, I'm I'm really amazed by your strength, and thank you. I know that everyone uh, listening feels the same, and yeah, everybody who's just been so supportive of us, you know, through thick and thin, all this time, you know, yeah. highs and lows, and, and we I, just we just appreciate you so much. And I'm so grateful that um, we can talk about this stuff on our show, like on our little little pod. And not everybody yeah. has a podcast that they're talking about politics and history, and I don't know um cooking but like we get to talk about life and i'm so grateful for that yeah i am too well uh so moving on moving on switching gears just a little uh well i mean it's kind of it kind of makes sense heather you mentioned you're there's some business stuff that you're trying to wrap your head around and just and just having to deal with a lot of details and we all do that to some extent. I am, you know, I joke. I always joke about not being a great money manager, which is very true. But I, I used to when I was, I don't know, younger, and everybody used pen and paper. And I know some people still use pen and paper. <laughs> Heather, you're one of them. <laughs> but like, I'm just a, you know, I, I'm all. I want to be wireless all the time. <laughs> I, I never want to see a pen. I never want to see a piece of paper. I never want to write cursive. I want everything to be digital. But I know that that's actually sometimes not the best way to retain information. Yeah. You know, like writing a to-do list out, mm-hmm. you know, with my left hand, you know, <laughs> smudge, smudge in the ink, you know, mm-hmm. with, with my, um, with my, uh, with my notepad is... The way that I used to do everything. And at some point I was like, this is stupid. Why am I like wasting paper? And like, you know, just, there's pen, ink, ink is everywhere. You know, when you're left-handed, you always have ink smudged all over your body. And um, so, so I got away from that. But I never really figured out a to-do app that replicated it. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't really. But what I do... Um, which is like just the most rudimentary option available is I open a text edit file. I use Mac OS, so it's Mm -hmm. text edit, but it would be like, you know, word or notes or, you know, any sort of other app that you could get on other operating systems. But I open one, I save it like Sarah to do January, whatever, Mm -hmm. 2021. And then I just write a bunch of stuff down 
and I like sometimes come back to it and mm-hmm. sometimes I just like start a new document because I'm like oh, I don't even remember where that was <laughs> you know it, it's just it's just a mess yeah totally and it's like it's like I'm trying to replicate what I used to do but because of just I don't know our computer worlds it doesn't really work that well mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm not really remembering things in my brain as well as I would if I would to write something out mm-hmm. so uh, this is not necessarily the solution, but if if anything I said has resonated with you, like yeah, yeah, I've got the same problem, like like too much structure, I'm like eh, I don't need that much. Mm-hmm. There are some solutions that people have given me where I'm like, no, 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 this is like just like way too much. You're like, like I don't project. need Trello to like keep track of my to do. <laughs> yeah, like Trello. Trello's one example of many where yeah. you're like, eh, it's like almost too much project management yeah. for yourself. I just need to like remember what to do today. Sure. Um, anyway, so yeah, so one of the options that a friend of mine who is, he is very rigid about project management for himself, like to the point where, you know, he laughs at me and I laugh at him and I'm like, how do you live? And he's like, how do you live? <laughs> like, how do you remember like to get up in the morning? <laughs> but he suggested a, a an app um, called Workflowy. So it's like Ooh. workflow with a Y, workflowy.com. Mm-hmm. And the particular uh, tool is called List Maker. And what it is, is somewhat of a, what seems like a free form, like I'm saying, like you open up that, you know, empty notes file mm-hmm. and you just start writing stuff down or bullet pointing or whatever you're doing. Um, but, and, and that's exactly how it works, but it is saved to the cloud. Um, there's a paid version, but the free version lets you like, I don't know, add like 250 notes a month. I'm like, I probably wouldn't even ever go over that. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely recommending it because I think for most people it could be free unless you want to like go a little bit crazy. But the notes themselves, you can assign attributes to, attributes to so that you can, well, you can stick to a calendar. You can, you know, if I make a note that Heather needs to know about like, I can, you know, set up some sort of a deal where you would you would get that note if mm-hmm. it's in a particular category. Let's say, you know, we were talking about, I don't know, at something about plants or a house or w- the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there is actually, it's pretty dense. Um, it's as simple or dense as you'd like it to be. And I just found out about this like a few days ago. So I'm in my I'm in my early stages, but I think it's kind of cool. Especially for someone like me where I'm like, if there's too much structure, I'm just not going to use this. Yeah. You know, I have a calendar. I got Mm -hmm. my notes. I don't need things to get like too crazy Mm -hmm. or else it turns into something where I'm like, I'm not having fun anymore. Yeah. It's it's too much work to keep it up. Well, and the kind of like, you know, somebody who's like, oh, you know, I'll have like a call with so-and-so at 2 p.m. tomorrow and I want a reminder, you know, at this, that and the other time and then maybe we have to reschedule it's like all of that stuff happens that's natural part of life mm-hmm. but there's like an organic quality to like rescheduling and replanning that i have to do or else i just feel like a robot's like <laughs> you know <laughs> has taken control of my life a little bit mm-hmm. like i kind of almost want to do it the hard way a little yeah. bit so that i so, so i don't miss anything anyway Workflowy, if anyone has used this or, I don't know, ch- checks it out after me mentioning it and has any uh, thoughts, please let me know. And I will I will check back next week and let you know uh, because I think it's, it's actually, it's a pretty non-intimidating way to perhaps make that to-do list a lot smarter. I'm so excited about this, Sarah, because I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, clever ways to stay organized. And it's funny because I have a whole new world now that I have to organize, not just my own world, but my dad's world. And um, this is, I'm definitely going to check this out. Um, I wanted to mention, like, I, m- my ways to stay organized that I've used for years are pretty simple. I, I have a... Um, um, notepad i'm sorry notes on your you know you have it you can have it synced to the cloud and you have it on your your computer and you have it on your phone and i pin a note my first note that's always at the top is my to-do list and it's and it's it's quite <laughs> hefty i mean it's it's not just to do it's like my shopping list so whenever i'm like oh i'm out of matches or i want a new candle like i'll mark <laughs> that t- how, how often you're like running out of matches well 
in in the country where we are, for example, our cabin people who are staying in our Airbnb, they pinged me and said, we're out of matches. Do you have any? And I thought, oh, shoot, I don't think we do. So I gave them my match um, box and then I, I need to get matches now to replace those. So... Yeah, that is is a weird thing to have on the list. But some of the other things on my list are, you know, I don't know, like look into getting um, a sun lamp, uh, play tennis again, get a croquet set. Um, Here's a really cool easel if I wanted to get an easel, like things that I want to tab. And, you know, and then I have like at the top, it's like major to do's like, you know, wood bin for cottage and planter boxes for blah 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 and like you know that kind of thing and it really works i've been doing this for years and so it's great because it it'll update on my phone then i'll be on my computer and i'm constantly re you know checking it and deleting stuff but i also i put stuff in my calendar like you know i'll I'll have like thing where it's like call so and so so and so and so and so um you know and then i'll move it if i don't get to it or like you know do 1099 and I just put it in my calendar. It gets a little out of hand. So I'm really excited to try this workflowy. I like the name and I'm, yeah. I'm into it because mine is, it's pretty rudimentary and maybe I do need something like slightly, um, more sophisticated. So I'm yeah, definitely going to check that out. You should. And, and I'll do the same because I'm with you. I, what you're describing is more or less kind of how I do things. Yeah. And I also, you know, I will, you know, I'll tell my voice assistant, smart speakers at home, lots of things and that those get added to lists. Yeah. And, you know, there it's like the ingestion comes from a lot of places, mm-hmm. but the kind of organization of it still needs to be simple or I just kind of or I, I get overwhelmed. and I'm like, ah, well, I'm just not going to do anything. Me too. And there is something to say for writing stuff down. Like when I actually had a full time job and I was coming to the same desk every day, I always had a yellow big memo pad and every day I would redo my list at the end of the day be like okay I cross that stuff on the new page these are the new things I have to look at the next day and that actually worked really well for me and I like to see it and cross it out it was satisfying but see I have like three different locations now I'm like I just yeah. I don't know if that's really going to work right now I mean I might consider doing that for my dad's biz I've been thinking about that because there's so much stuff to keep track of and I kind of need to see it on a piece of paper because if I have everything on the computer like I I just I need something in the physical world mm-hmm. so yeah I, I will check out this workflowy I'm and I will definitely report back well excellent well, excellent <laughs> glad to help well you know I um I have something I want to talk about that's really 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 cool and um it's just starting out. It's a new company that my boyfriend created with uh, one of his sort of, you know, filmmaker friends in Brooklyn. Um, and they just launched and they just um, basically um, had a press release. And it's called Decanalog. It's a D-E-K-A-N-A-L-O-G. So Deck Analog. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a startup distribution company. And I'm I'm so proud of him. I It's like... I really am. I'm so proud. I've been hearing all the, you know, behind the scenes. I see the, you know, the old logo and the new logo and the iterations and, you know, just how they came up with the name and all the like neat little things behind the scenes. And I'm just very proud of the work he put into this. I think it's a really cool idea. I think it's a great time to do something like this because of just there being a huge market for films virtual cinemas and digital platforms. It's like all about that now. Um, and there, it's just, there's such a niche uh, for this kind of stuff. And I just think like striking while the iron's hot, like I just think it's really smart. I'm just, I'm very um, impressed that, that they came up with this idea. Um, you know, it's what it is in a nutshell is, you know, they realized that so many international, he's a real film buff. I've said this on the show before. I mean, really the biggest film buff. He knows all international films, you know, over there, over here, you know, big, small. And so many of those international films kind of go without ever being seen because they never really get promoted in the U.S. or they, you just don't know about them. And so they're trying to create this distribution company of international films kind of with an edge new and old and sort of bring it to a u.s audience um and so they already have a really cool like and like first slate 
um, really awesome slate. I saw the first movie. It's a very funny kind of absurdist French comedy. I think you would like it, Sarah. It's very, very entertaining. Um, and you know, they're just getting started. So check them out there. They have a website. Um, it's still like under construction, decanalog.com, D-E-K-A-N-A-L-O-G.com. And they have a Twitter, uh, it's decanalog underscore, um, all lowercase underscore and same with their Instagram. So, you know, this might be of interest to our audience. I, I thought that, you know, we've got probably a lot of film buffs out there. I, I know some of you, uh, are for, for sure. sure. Um, Jake yeah. Adams, I'm calling you out and, um, <laughs> yeah, let me know what you think and I'll keep you posted. That's really cool. Uh, congrats. Um, send along all of our congrats to, to the talented folks in charge. And yeah, as, as you have mentioned, um, your, your, your dude, um, is a, a film buff, but obviously, you know, more than that, he actually is trying to, to, to change the industry for the better. And oh, that's yeah. really, really cool. No, he's, he's, he's the shit. I, I have a random question that I want to end with though. Um, just, uh, about an hour ago, my friend Jamie on the chat Olympics, you know, my friend chat, she wanted to ask everybody a random question and I'm going to ask you, Sarah, this, this random question. You okay. ready? Okay. okay. Yeah, sure. If you could go, and this is related to kind of your not being on a plane for a while. I think you'll like this question. If you could go only on one more vacation ever, either to a place you've already been or somewhere new, where would it be? Mm, I mean, I think I'd go somewhere I have been before, uh, because if that's, because I already know that I like it. Yep, um, it's comforting. I think, I think the easy answer is Paris mm -hmm. because it's my favorite city ever. Mm -hmm. um, I've also been there a lot, mm -hmm. so I, you know, like I'm like, oh, do I waste it and only go there? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'd probably be pretty happy. You could but say France, I guess. Sure. Yeah. One. Do, yeah. Yeah. Because the rest of France is Paris is pretty different than a lot of the rest of the country. But it's true. Um, yeah. Say I. Uh, I. Uh, That's a good choice. It's that I'd have to think about it a little bit more because mm -hmm. it's sort of like, oh, or like there's this like super dope retreat I went to outside Puerto Vallarta once many years ago. And it's like, I mean, it's pretty sleepy, but I mean, I'd go back there tomorrow. I'd like to go there too. So take me, you know? please. I will. Let's, let's do it. We'll just like read books for a That'd week. That'd be so amazing. And, and, like, I need that. Yeah. I need um, a tropical vacation. In fact, we should actually talk about those. We really I've should. about it. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually totally serious. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, so am I. So <laughs> I'm not joking either, Heather. God damn it, Sarah. <laughs> but you know, I would probably go to, um, I think I would choose Italy because of, it's my favorite country. And I wanted to go back there last year. I was supposed to go back there last year. And it just, it, there's, I feel like a real connection to it. And I love the food and... I just, I've had, a, I've been there several times in different chapters of my life and I'd really like to revisit it now. Um, I went there with my dad and I love olives and pizza and, you know, I mean, do I, should I go on? <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. It's like, it's like, what's not to like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with you on that. I mean, Italy would be, I mean, it's right up there. I think I've just spent a little bit more time in France. So I feel yeah more affinity to the weird well, I don't want to call it weird culture, but the uh, the very unique culture. I agree. Is France and Italy is different uh, for sure, but boy, is it nice! And yes, the food arguably the best in the world. And there's some wonderful islands that I always wanted to go to in France, like off the like the northwest. I'm trying to remember the name, but there's some really cute, like not tropical, but they're like you know you can go mm -hmm. in the water and it's warm and it it has a little bit of that like French island vibe. I, I would definitely love to go to some of those places. Yeah. I went to Corsica once. Uh, Me too. With my, cousin, with my cousin Molly. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was just sort of a weird thing that we decided to do yeah, while definitely. we were yes, traveling too. through, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through, through, uh, through, through France and, you know, Europe in general. And we were kind of like, okay, here we are. <laughs> it was an 
and that's an interesting piece of land actually i i thought it was it cool because it was like you got the the beaches but then you have these really uh, rugged mountains in the middle it's like really yeah. really tall like high elevation and it's arid. very strange very yeah. arid yeah yeah and and there's you know there's a big prison and you know you've got these kind of like corsican gangs and i mean not that i was like hanging out in prisons when i was there <laughs> but it was like there's some edge where you're like huh this is interesting and an interesting French Italian dialect too, which I thought very was like, so, I could kind of yeah. understand it, but yeah, very yeah. cool. Well, um, we are going to go somewhere awesome very soon. I can feel yes, it. We, yes, we will. Uh, we, we, we all will. Um, and until we can, we can go in our minds. But what we can do right now is thank everybody for uh, supporting us patreon.com slash have such a good day is where you can find out more about becoming a patron if you aren't already we're up to 97 patrons other and oh my God. It, it wasn't so long ago that we were like oh my gosh we're you know we're eventually gonna get to 100 and that's gonna be so great and you know i think about it in terms of you know people have you know millions of followers on twitter or you know you know hundreds of thousands like you. of followers on youtube yeah oh yeah you know me and my millions <laughs> But you know, there you know, a lot of that is just it's smoke and mirrors. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not you don't have a million friends. No. There's just, you know, there's a reason that, you know, people get to a certain point or, you know, there's celebrity or, you know, stroke of luck, all that stuff. And I think I feel so grateful that I'm like, I feel like we could have all 100 of us, almost 100 <laughs> of us. I mean, with Heather and me, we're at 99. But uh, you know, we could all be in a room and like for the most part be able to like stay on course oh we and could be like we all kind of belong here together i agree and that's that is very you know not that i wouldn't like to have nine million patrons <laughs> of course but it's it's so cool that we're like nearing a, a, a milestone of our own i agree and we just we just really thank all of you no i love it it's it's a little community and that's what it feels like it feels like it's like this separate little group that we have that nobody else has it's our little our it little happens. crew, you know, it's yeah. our little posse, if you will. That's right. <laughs> We're a proud posse. We um, are. We actually, we we have a new patron. Yeah, our 97th patron is a guy named Alex. And woo sounds woo! like he might be in Britain because he's paying via pounds, woo woo! which I thought was really cool. We have a bit of an international crew. Um, and then new Discorders. Uh, we have a couple new people who joined the Discord. We're stoked. Um, why Yon P and Jerry B. Welcome, you hey, guys. Hey, Discorders. We are so glad to have you. Um, let's chat. Yeah, and Stephen M., who came back to us uh, last show, we mentioned him. He's uh, a patron again. He said, he sent us a note and said, glad to be back in the Patreon fold supporting my girls. I Aww, thought that was Stephen. sweet. That is extremely sweet, and we know that, uh, and, you know, it's just, it's the nature of the world, especially the current world, that sometimes people gotta, you know, pull back, and I'm the same, you know, there's certain charities that I've had to pull back from yeah. this year, because I'm like, I simply just, I can't really afford that right now, and it hurts my heart, and I'm always really glad when I'm able to, to Come back. you know, to jump back in yep. yeah so if anyone uh is listening and hasn't been a patron if you if you want to consider being one so cool if you can't right now also fine because we're going to always offer an ad free or i'm so, yes a, an ad supported version of the show mm -hmm. patreon version is ad free uh, so that's one of the many perks that you get by being a patron <laughs> but uh but yes we we get it and Stephen m and everyone else who's who's come back into the fold really appreciate it and good to see you yeah good to see you guys and send us a message send us anything at all we just want to hear your voices or we want to read your writing um and uh just say hi hi at have such a good day.com and for now until next week as long as no major disaster happens fingers crossed i will say have a perfect day and arriva derich well you uh you as well heather and everyone else uh wherever you may be and whenever you may be listening to this we very much love you and we hope you have such a good day
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.